3: Well, good evening, fellow Neanderthals. Happy New Year and welcome to the John Whitmer Show. We're thrilled you joined us this evening here at your local liberal resistance headquarters where we proudly champion the conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. Pleased to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach us at 316-869-1330 by email you can email me at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook at The John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. I love hearing from you. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. We'd love to kick off our 2022 show with uh, with loving to hear from you, have some great conversations. I think we'll have a, a good show for you tonight. We've got economics expert Dr. Michael Bussler with us. He's going to recap the 2020 economy and give us a preview of what should happen to the economy in 2022. I I don't think it's going to be, um, well. let's just say it's not a very rosy projection, shall we say. Now that the start of the 2022 legislative session is less than two weeks away, we'll preview the session with House Majority Leader Dan Hawkins, who will be with us in studio. Dave Traubert. From the Kansas Policy Institute, will try to explain why Governor Kelly thinks Kansas parents should butt out of their children's school curriculum issues. Yeah, that's Laura Kelly for you. Cedric County Republican Party Chairman David Thorne will join us to discuss the upcoming 2022 kickoff and the party's plans as we prepare for the 2022 elections. And tax expert Michael Austin will discuss Governor Kelly's attempts to buy votes with socialist style redistribution policies. We've got a great show planned and of course we'll take your calls as well at 316-869-1330. Make sure you give us a call. We'll try and take calls at 7:45 and 8:45 as usual. We've finally made it out of uh 2021. We've got that a year in the uh in the in, in the rearview mirror is 2022. A full year behind us as well. And if there's any good that has come from these last two years, it's that the lie that the left is quote-unquote tolerant has been exposed. I think that has clearly, we can put that to rest. The mysticism of the tolerant left is dead. Media and Hollywood elites and liberal Democrats have been exposed as the haters they are exposed for their complete disregard for anyone who doesn't think like they do exposed for their complete intolerance for anyone who disagrees with them and if you don't believe me if you don't you know recognize what the cancel culture is try posting a true statement about a democrat politician on social media and see what happens if they find it offensive or transphobic or racist Or something to that effect. Because trust me, that's what they are. That's what they do. They're not tolerant, folks. They don't believe in agreeing to disagree. Don't believe me? Try being an MVP quarterback for a Super Bowl contending NFL team who dares to believe in personal medical freedom. Ask Aaron Rodgers what he thinks. The political left takes pride in its tolerance and acceptance. But in reality, that pride is not justifiable because it's based on a false presumption. It's based on thin ice, and when you walk across it, you fall through. Brandon Whipple's new citywide non-discrimination order is now in effect for the city of Wichita. The left has heralded it as the most progressive in the state. They've heralded it as some, some great example, shining example of tolerance. In reality... It's the most intolerant in Kansas. If you have sincerely held religious beliefs, or don't want to rent to an illegal alien, for example, you will face fines up to $2,000 a day or sent to re-education, all in the name of tolerance. Activists on the left have deemed basic conservative ideas, concepts like individual liberty, Capitalism, limited government, they've deemed these to be dangerous, even violent. Therefore, they say violence may be necessary and therefore justified against any who hold those ideas. Diversity and inclusion are, are, don't get me wrong, they're noble ideals. But they have to be applied to all sides of an issue. And many left-wing and socialist ideas are offensive to those of us who respect the process of democracy and society based on personal and economic freedoms. But you don't see conservatives trying to cancel socialists for their opinions. We may laugh at them, but we don't try and cancel them. We don't call them racists or bigots. We just call them idiots. But they're entitled to their opinions. Those of us who agree with the new Rasmussen Reports survey, for example, that found that nearly three in four American adults believe there are only two genders, don't try to cancel or viciously attack the one in four Americans who are so stupid they can't understand basic biology. We feel sorry for them. We try to educate them. Then we let them vote Democrat. but <laughs> We don't condemn them just because they don't understand basic biology. Diversity and intolerance is important, but must be applied to all sides of the issues. Why is it the WSU Student Senate, for example, approved the campus communists, but tried so hard to oppose the conservative turning point chapter? We should be celebrating diversity of thought in the same way we celebrate all forms of diversity. But for the left, they can't do that. The left is intolerant of diversity of thought. I remember when tolerance was the rally cry of American progressives. The framing of the national dialogue during my teen years was the dogmatic, theocratic, religious right versus the free-thinking, inclusive, tolerant left. But with the rise of socialism and intersectionality on the left, Tolerance has been left behind in favor of bans, and censorship, threats, and attempts to shame or strong-arm those who don't share their viewpoint, forcing those of us who disagree into silence. Cancel culture seeks to destroy a person or a company's image or a celebrity into silence based solely on personal disagreement, and these cancellations come only from the tolerant left. The movement first started in 2014, but has now become a means for public attacks, all in the name of political and social justice. The cancel culture movement diminishes free thinking, creates a great divide, and sets a poor example for future generations. Cancel culture seeks to tear people down and divide them based on Biased perceptions of what should or should not be acceptable. Cancel culture has also revealed our society's inability to discuss topics and issues in a respectful way. The idea of simply cutting someone off without ever having a meaningful discussion shows just how closed-minded and intolerant people can be. Conversation, not cancellation should be the method through which Americans should be dealing with controversy and disagreement. So let's all resolve to make 2022 the year we cancel the cancel culture. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, economics expert Dr. Michael Bussler will recap the 2020 economy and give us a preview of what will happen to the economy in 2022. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
1: Take home your brand new furniture or bedding today with Crazy J's hassle-free financing options with instant approvals. Apply online or in-store, whichever best fits your busy schedule. No credit needed, 90 days same as cash or up to 36 months interest-free. You decide which option is best for you. It's that simple. Open seven days a week east at 1026 South Oliver or
0: west at 604 North Tyler
1: or online at CrazyJ'sfurniture.com. The same as town.
0: Are you looking to pave
3: your parking lot or driveway? Call Pave the Way. They specialize in asphalt and concrete paving and repairs and have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They can custom tailor their estimate to fit your individual needs and budget and always make their customers a priority. Call 316-990-5855 today for a fast, free estimate
0: or online at PaveTheWayUSA.com.
2: Pave the way,
4: kicking asphalt every day.
0: Hi, this is Jeff Long. And
3: I'm Josh Long. We're the third generation of transmission experts at Chance Transmissions. We keep a large inventory of transmissions in stock so that we can get you back on the road fast. And with our two-year, 24,000-mile warranty, you can rest assured that we have you covered. But most of all, we thrive on making positive relationships with every customer. That's why Chance Transmissions is Wichita's number one transmission shop. Count on us,
4: Chance Transmissions, 6325 South Seneca. Give us a call at
3: 529-1883 or visit us at chancetrans.com.
5: After a good night's sleep, you step into the shower anticipating a nice, warm wake-up massage. Instead, you get a cold, rude awakening. You frantically shut off the shower. Hi, I'm Jim Bowers with Bowers Plumbing, Wichita's trusted plumber since 1955. Bowers Plumbing and replace your water heater in a matter of a few hours, or if you prefer endless hot water, we can quote you a tankless hot water system called Bowers Plumbing today at 263-1011. That's 263-1011.
4: Have you or a loved one been seriously injured in an accident? Then you need attorneys you trust to take care of your future. I'm Matt Bretz of Brett's Injury Law. With more than 30 years of experience, We've helped Kansans recover over $250 million for lost wages, medical treatment, and more. Don't wait until Monday. Call Brett's Injury Law now at 316-266-4111. Brett's Injury Law. Who you need when you're in need.
3: If you have a tankless water heater, it is necessary to maintain these units yearly. Over time, the heat exchangers become lined with lime and calcium buildup. The fans on the units can get filled with debris. The burners need cleaned and blown out. David Lee's plumbing can maintain
0: and help extend the lifetime of your unit.
1: Your
2: phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Maybe it's much too early in the game. Ah, but I thought I'd ask you just the same. What are you doing, New Year?
3: Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. A little, what are you doing, New Year's Eve? I, I know it was last night, but still, by straight no chaser, as we're gearing up to start off our 2022. We're still looking back at the final economic numbers for 2021, and you know, I'll likely to see the annual growth rate at about five and a half percent. The unemployment rate fell to nearly four percent, and while that's all very good. There were still problems with inflation. We ended the year with inflation at about 7.5% as measured by the Consumer Price Index. That inflation rate is the worst we've seen since 1981. So what will 2022 bring? Well, we're going to ask the experts. Joining us now to help answer that question is Dr. Michael Bussler. He is a public policy analyst, economics expert, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. He's a featured columnist at Newsmax, The Hill, The Western Journal, and Townhall.com. Dr. Bussler, thank you for joining us this evening, and and Happy New Year, my friend.
5: Well, thank you. Happy New Year to you, too, and it's always my pleasure to be here.
3: So, uh, uh, Professor, let me kind of ask you this. You know, economic growth in 2021 was higher than at any time since 1984 but which sounds great I mean, on, on paper, sort of like, you know, unfortunately, my Kansas Jayhawk basketball team, they they look great on paper. And that's something <laughs> always seems to happen. But most of the growth was fueled by huge increases in government spending and covid related payments to individuals. So those numbers aren't real or or, or are they? Am I wrong?
5: <clears throat> well, um, I think you're right. So um, last year, and we don't have all the numbers exactly in yet, but the numbers that you mentioned are likely uh, to be what, what's happened. So we did have very good growth. Uh, the unemployment is at a, a full employment level, uh, which is very good. The bugaboo is inflation. And inflation, we haven't gotten the final number yet, but as you mentioned, it will probably be about 7.5% for the year. So what does that mean going going forward? Well, I expect to have some pretty good growth uh, for the year, mostly in the first half of this year and maybe slowing down a little bit at the end of the year. We're probably looking at about a 4.5% growth rate for the year, uh, which again is very, very good. Problem is the inflation. So the current administration and the Federal Reserve both believe that the inflation is caused by supply chain disruptions. And as such, as soon as those supply chain disruptions um, are fixed, uh, the inflation will essentially go-, go away. As a result, the administration of Federal Reserve feel there really is nothing that they need to do, just let this play out. Um, I disagree with that strongly. Um, and the reasons are um, the supply chain may be causing some of the inflation but I don't believe it's causing much. Why do I say that? The economy uh, in about July of 2021 had, got back, back, had gotten back to the level of uh, output before the pandemic. So we're producing more now than we were prior to the pandemic. The problem is we have so much excess demand and that's what's really causing the inflation. Why do we have so much excess demand as you mentioned? Uh, the federal government has deficit spent nearly $6 trillion in the last two years. On a $22 trillion economy, that's going to lead to pure inflation. Uh, and not only does the administration want to reduce government spending to eliminate or at least minimize inflation, they want to do just the opposite. They want to spend even more money on President Biden's Build Back Better um, America plan. If that gets passed this year, and I don't think it will, but if it does get passed, that will add even more to the inflation problem. Secondly, the Federal Reserve, and and in my view, the Federal Reserve has been shockingly irresponsible in their behavior. So why do I say that? Historically, since really uh, 1981, when economists and politicians realize that if we control the rate of growth in the money supply, we can control inflation. So from 1981, when I started this up till uh, last year, they did that, and we had very mild inflation for the last 40 years. This year, however, the inflation started to flare up, and they didn't do anything about it, and it wasn't really until November where they started to do uh, something. Why should, in my view, they should have started back in March? Now, why do I say that? Well, the Consumer Price Index for the last you know two, three, four years goes up about a tenth of a percent a month, maybe two-tenths of a percent a month. So if you multiply that by 12, that's about a two percent annual inflation rate, right? <clears throat> so what happened going into 2021? The CPI went up three-tenths of a percent in January four-tenths of a percent in February, six-tenths of a percent in March. Once that happened in March, the Federal Reserve should have cut back on their bond-buying program, and up until this past November, they were buying $120 billion a month of government bonds, but they didn't um, start to curtail that, as I said, until uh, November. Secondly, the Federal Reserve has kept interest rates near zero, and they continue to do that Today, that's causing inflation in some specific markets that are very interest rate sensitive, like um, new homes and cars um, and the excess demand that the Federal Reserve's policy has created has led to the inflation in uh, in those two markets.
3: Professor, let me let me ask you this. Uh, e- even something as simple as gas prices aren't expected to go down. According to gas Buddy. they just no. released this gas prices aren't expected to drop below three dollars a gallon until 2023 that that doesn't look good for folks on a on a fixed income right i mean gas that that's that that hurts small business that hurts folks just trying to get by right
5: yeah you'll see gasoline prices up in the four dollar range before this this year is over and you read that it'll go down in 2023 i don't know what's going to happen to bring it down um they've restricted the supply of gasoline uh, and fossil fuels in the U.S., which at one time, a couple of years ago, was the largest producer of uh, fossil fuels. So I'm not sure it's going to come down even by 2023. And you're right. High gas prices hit lower income earners the the, the hardest. Um, they uh, drive to go to work or drive to what they have to do. They have um, lower incomes. And as a result of that, a price increase on uh, gasoline and other products may be very difficult for them to bear.
3: We're talking with economist Dr. Michael Bussler. Uh, another disturbing trend, Professor, is in the, the labor market. in twenty. Yeah. And this obviously facing us in 2022, the labor market, uh, the labor force participation rate remains relatively low. I mean, it's decent at 61.6%, mm-hmm. but that's well below pre-COVID levels, which was around 63%. Right. I know there are restaurants here in town. There's always help wanted signs everywhere.
5: Yeah, um, absolutely. So um, a lot of those workers, as you say, aren't going back to to work. The participation labor uh, force participation rate is down significantly. In fact, we're producing more now than before the pandemic. There's about three and a half million fewer workers that has dropped out of the labor market, had they come back into the market, economic growth would have been much stronger. And again, we had a great year last year, but it would have been even stronger and growth would be even higher this year if those people would come back into the labor market and start working again.
3: Well, and Professor, here's the other big unknown. What if COVID doesn't go away? The pandemic remains the single largest potential disruptor of domestic and frankly, for that matter, global ec- the economy. You know, We're already yeah. seeing talk about you know, vaccine mandates for domestic flights. Now there's talk about shutting down the cruise line industry again. What happens if we go back down to, to lockdowns? You know, if we go to that, that rabbit hole again, that could be devastating to the economy.
5: It would. And my whole economic forecast gets thrown off there as a result of that. <laughs> so the numbers that I gave you would not be right. Uh, so um, it's how we react to this uh, COVID virus that will depend um, on economic growth going forward. If the virus gets more severe and the number of cases is way up, the number of deaths is not up. It's still just over a thousand per day. Not to make light of that, that's certainly a lot of people. But um, the number of cases have gone up, and it looks like at least this last Omicron variant uh, is not as severe as some of the other ones. People are not going to the hospital as much, and um, they're not they don't result in a fatal uh, outcome. But if the virus flares up again and we have to shut down, that's going to throw the whole economic forecast off. And, um, you know, we make it plunge back into a recession. We had a very mild recession not mild, but a deep but short lived recession in 2021 and uh, was due to the virus. So if the virus flares up, um, uh, everything's going to change
3: well i you know I'll take that four percent. Let's hope it turns out that you're right. Uh, I've seen some predictions as low as two percent, some as high as five to seven I doubt it again yeah. it's hot that high but uh dr uh dr bustler thank you again for joining us this evening. If folks want to connect with you, they can find you on twitter at m bustler uh on twitter correct
5: correct that's at m b u s l e r And if you have a Facebook page, search for Funding Democracy, Funding Democracy. All of my columns are posted there, and I'd be very happy if anybody followed me.
3: Well, I follow you on Twitter. I appreciate you. Thank you again for joining us this evening, Professor. Carry on the fight, my friend.
5: I'll do the best I can. Thank you for having me.
3: We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, we'll preview the 2022 legislative session with House Majority Leader Dan Hawkins. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
2: MR, Wichita, East, West, Newton, and El Dorado would like to thank our volunteers who make clinical research possible. You're the reason we're able to bring new safe and effective medicines, devices, and treatments to those around us. If you have yet to experience how rewarding clinical research is, please contact us at 838-7700 or visit heartlandresearch.com. And to your family from ours... Happy holidays. Thank you for your support of clinical research. Keep your water heater, heat, your from me. You can just call up the
5: pros at David
2: Lease Plumbing. David
3: Lease Plumbing has been in business since 1978. We operate in both commercial and residential markets. We are experienced in new projects, remodel projects, and repair service work. Contact David Lease Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. Visit us online at DavidLeasePlumbing.com. Let
2: David
4: Do you suffer from the debilitating condition peripheral neuropathy? Are you dependent on drugs such as Lyrica, gabapentin, or Cymbalta? Are you experiencing continual pain, numbness, and tingling? And have you waited so long that it's affecting your balance? If so, you need to stop what you're doing and listen. Dr. Andrew Roy, D.C., at Advanced Wellness and Rehab in Wichita, can help. One issue that has long infuriated Dr. Roy is that many neuropathy sufferers are unaware of the potential side effects of the prescribed drugs. His gift is teaching patients how to reverse their neuropathy and live without the fear of the inevitable downward spiral created by the disease itself and by the typical drug cocktail approach. If you're tired of being victimized, taking endless drugs with serious side effects, please call 316-217-9223. We're hosting a free neuropathy seminar for you. Please call 316-217-9223. That's 217-9223. Call now to reserve your space.
3: Hi, I'm Kendall Cooper with Bowers Plumbing Company, Wichita's full-service plumbing company. Do you have a leaky faucet? We can help. Toilet running? We can help. Water heater leaking? We're your first call. Call us today at 263-1011. With our record of reliability and affordability, make us your first call. 263-1011. Bowers Plumbing, Wichita's trusted plumber since 1955. That's 263-1011.
2: Weather is brought to you by Everyday Wealth on KNSS and Edelman Financial Engines. A few high clouds around this evening.
3: We'll see those high clouds overnight as well. 15 degrees for the overnight low with a light south wind of 5 to 10 Plenty of sunshine Monday. The great news here is that temperatures will warm up above freezing. will be near 42 in the afternoon, a south wind at 5 to 10. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. Fox News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. Two people still missing
4: in the suburbs near Denver, Colorado, after a wildfire that's under investigation.
3: If there was uh, any form of uh, deliberate uh, or
4: uh, or, or accidental arson, I, I fully expect that any of those responsible
3: will be held fully responsible under the law.
4: Colorado Governor Jared Polis, nearly a thousand homes and other buildings were destroyed. New York City's new mayor, Eric Adams, making crime, especially gun violence, a top priority. There's
0: finally a team together, DAs, law enforcement The
6: prosecutors all coming together, identifying the shooters, the gangs, and taking down those crews.
4: At a roundtable on gun violence in New York's Harlem community, Adam says he expects to get results. America is listening to Fox News.
2: Live Sunday nights, this is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
3: The John Whitmer Show on 98 7 and 1330 KNSS. Little Laura Kelly theme song. Very appropriate for our next guest. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio, where you'll find podcast links to all of our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. We're not going to take it. you got to love this. You really do. The 2022 legislative session begins a week from Monday. Our elected leaders will likely have a number of issues to take up, including the budget, taxes, and redistricting. Joining us now to preview the 2022 session is House Majority Leader Dan Hawkins. Dan, happy new year. It's nice to have you on the show again, brother.
6: Happy New Year, John. It's good to be here.
3: So uh, let's let's see let's let's start with the biggie. Let's you've got a, a two billion dollars surplus. Let's talk tax reductions. This, like I said, the state's sitting on roughly two billion dollars. Uh, I'm sure the big government folks would just love to spend that money. Any chance we can ensure that it comes back to the people? I mean, it ain't it ain't. You know Laura Kelly's money. So any well, chance would, that comes
6: back? Well, I would tell you it probably won't be a two hundred uh, <laughs> and fifty dollar kickback. Yeah, a, a, rebate a, a, for every person that files a tax return. <laughs> that's probably it's, not going to happen. It's not going to be universal basic income. No, nah, <laughs> uh, nah. I can't see. I can't see that working out at all, John. I do think that there will be some things done. Uh, there'll probably, uh, it, you know, there's there's uh, been a lot of talk about um, sales tax on food. Uh, i I can see some relief there M- maybe not um a total, yeah totally eliminating it that 's a that 's a pretty big chunk um you know there's probably there 's probably some other things that we can do that, that may actually uh, do a better job for our people um you know when it comes to some of the tax cuts I think the you know really one of our biggest challenges this year is going to be uh making sure because there's a two billion ending balance um making sure that our appropriators uh do not um say yes to all of the things exactly. that people are going to come in cuz you know how it goes uh you know whenever they see money it's kind of like blood in the water for sharks and they're oh, they're yeah. circling and uh, waiting to get their, their chance at whatever they can get. and yeah, the, So they're going to come in and ask for everything.
3: Wichita Eagle all, ran a story just, what, a week or two ago where the universities are wanting a couple hundred million dollars yeah. for construction. And oh, yeah. you, you're going to have every Tom, Dick, and Harry lobbyist up there who's going to have a proposal to how to spend that money. And, again, it's just because you have it doesn't mean you need to spend it you could put that yeah. in the rainy day fund you could pay down capers you could yeah, There's and, a whole lot of things and,
6: you and actually there. I would say those two things and 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 some tax cuts are what's going to happen it's going to be kind of a mixture of all three of those. you know you and I um, and, and especially I, I I actually spent my first four years on on the Capers uh, committee um, pensions uh, p- uh, pensions and benefits committee and and, and back when I started um, Capers was in trouble. Capers was probably about fifty two percent funded uh which is horrible and over the last nine years we're almost uh to um, you know we're in the mid seventies now uh so i I can't remember the exact figure, but it's really it's really come a long ways and and the one thing we're thinking about is what if we took uh the governor's uh four hundred and fifty five million that she wants to uh put to uh, a $250 rebate. Yeah, that, and you, that's
3: her, I want to get reelected Yeah, idea. you
6: put yeah. that into CAPERs, that is a huge savings. Matter of fact, we, we went and did some numbers. And the numbers are $180 million savings over five years just by doing that. In the CAPER system, that's huge. That, yeah. that, and that actually would put us almost to an 80% funded rate. And you remember... Oh, the yeah. 80% is the figure where you're actually in, in better shape. You're, yeah, you're, you're solvent at that you're point. You're solvent. Right, yeah. right now we're still below that 80%. So by doing that, so she's not talking about doing that. She's talking about giving money away kind of like Mrs. Santa Claus. Or right? Well, something. that doesn't
3: buy her votes no, doing that.
6: No, it's... it doesn't, but it's, <laughs> but, but it's very prudent for our state and for our taxpayers.
3: Yeah, she's not doing Biden bucks, which is really no, what this looks no, like. No. Yeah, it's it's
6: yeah, so we also have a of course, we have a rainy day fund that's never been funded uh, since, Um, you know, when it when it was voted in. We were there when it was voted in. Yep. And and it's never been funded. This is our opportunity to fund that and then give some tax relief. And then let's let, let's see how things work out. Um,
3: I know there's a number of other things I've seen, some legislative proposals to ban. The teaching of critical race theory and develop uh, some sort of a, a bill of rights for parents and students. Uh, I think that's obviously that's become a, a, an issue, a hot button issue, certainly for conservatives. You think something like that might be considered?
6: You know, I think we'll probably see something. Uh, I think there's probably three different uh, members who are working on some form of that. I know Christy Williams uh, on the K through 12 budget committee is working on it. Hers is more consistent with just critical race theory in school whereas uh, there's a couple others that are, are are more global in nature and not just school related so there's there's uh, there's several different options out there i think that there'll there'll be some pretty good debates will it go anywhere yeah i don't know we'll see
3: well you know the governor thinks that uh, parents don't have a right to yeah. have an opinion yeah. on curriculum so
6: uh how about redistricting
3: i know that's going to be a huge issue
6: Redistricting, you know, every, every 10 years we have to have redistricting. Uh, I came in 10 years ago uh, after redistricting happened. So I came in in the, uh, in the 2013 uh, session. Uh, so now, now I get to come back and actually see how that all works. Probably the biggest thing that we're going to do this year is redistrict because that sets the districts for the Senate, the House, uh, the the state school board and the congressional districts for the next 10 years. Um, I actually think that our house maps are not going to be that difficult to draw. There's, there, you know, there's some areas we're going to have to expand, you know, Western Kansas is, is, is going to have to expand. They've lost so much, uh, population out there. Southeast Kansas has lost some, uh, Wichita should gain, Sedgwick County, I should say, should gain a, a seat, uh, most likely I would say, you know, I mean, reading all the reports, uh, Johnson County is going to receive a couple of seats out of that. So, um, I don't think ours is going to be all that tough. I think the congressional district is a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, um, uh, actually met with, um, our, our fourth district congressman this last week and, um, talked to him a little bit about how they were coming along with, uh, what they're doing. And, and, um, you know, I believe that we'll probably early on in this season, uh, session be able to get um, their wishes uh, from them, so we can put those into into a plan. Um, it's still kind of up in the air how how it's going to be done. Are we going to have three bills? Are we going to have one bill? We're going to have two bills. Not sure how that's going to work yet. Um, but the fact that you're
3: this far along is a is an improvement. I mean, I remember what happened. You were sure remember what happened ten years ago when the yeah. legislature couldn't come to uh, yeah, and I think that actually, I think had to that, go to the courts
6: yeah, I think the difference is this time um you know when you look at the the House and the Senate you know there's um our our numbers are increasing from i think we were at twenty two seven we're going to be at twenty three thousand five hundred per district in the house um there's going to be a little bit of movement, but not much. I, I just don't think it's going to be as big a deal as what some people say it's going to be. Uh, you know, and and quite frankly, talking to our uh, compadres across the aisle, they 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 want it done and they want it done quickly too, and they certainly don't want to go to the courts. Uh, court, uh, you know, when the court does things, they don't necessarily do things good for either side. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you're going to see. The house and the you know the the specifically I can talk about the house. I think you're going to see both sides of the aisle working together to produce a map that everybody can agree on. And let's just move on.
3: If you had to guess, uh, I know you know the elected officials would prefer a shorter session just because you can't fundraise. Yeah. And you've got, you know, an election coming up. So I imagine you're going to want to have a short session, get in and out. Do you anticipate a short or or, a regular or long session?
6: Yeah, I would say, I would say, John, uh, a short session is in order. Of course, it's it's an election year. And so naturally it benefits us to have a shorter session. I have talked to the Senate president um, in the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, we were producing our, actually him and the speaker were producing the calendar for our legislative session. And and I think they set it up to where uh, we can can get things done pretty quick and get out of there. Maybe have a very short veto session, but we will have a veto session. But, you know, we could be out of there by really early May. Uh, which would be good for us. you got a few new faces uh, this session. I know one in particular,
3: you guys are going to be missing your house majority whip because Blake Carpenter has uh, been, he's deployed. The military has got him off uh, on deployment. So you've got, you're going to have that It's a a couple new chairs. So some new faces, some a little bit of shifting, but more or less it's the same folks that you're dealing with.
6: So, so you always have that midterm small shuffle. Usually it's not a very big shuffle in this case, uh, we do have a few chairs uh, that'll be new, um, and 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 that'll it'll work out just fine. Um, we're going to miss Blake certainly because he was a, he's really a great whip. Um, so that'll be one of the first things we'll do the first week is we'll elect a new whip uh, for this session. Be interesting to see who that is. Um, whoever it is, they they better get ready to work because they're going to be busy. <laughs> they got to do some whipping. Yeah, they got to do some whipping.
3: Dan, we've got to take a break. You want to stick around, maybe take a few calls? Sure. Love to. All right. We'll take a quick break. And then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open 316 869 1330. Give us a call. You're listening to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
0: Has this ever happened to you? I bought football tickets for my husband's birthday, and now I'm in a football bubble. All I see online are articles and ads about football. I hate the feeling of being manipulated. I downloaded DuckDuckGo, and I saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
2: When the days get shorter and the grass stops growing, it's time for Maximum Outdoor Equipment's Early Bird Winter Service Discounts. Call Maximum before the end of the year and save 25% on labor. Or get free pickup and delivery within a 25 mile radius. And next spring when you're ready to start mowing, your mower will be ready too. Maximum Outdoor Equipment knows mowers. They've been focused on selling and servicing lawn mowers for over a quarter of a century. They also know come spring, there will be a whole lot of people wanting to get their mowers in to be cleaned and sharpened. Because while a whole lot of places can sell you a mower, not many places can service them. So give your mower some end-of-the-season love and save money now and be ready to mow next spring. Call 943-0201 before the end of the year to get an early bird winter service discount from Maximum Outdoor Equipment, just south of Kellogg on West Street and online at MaximumOutdoor.com outdoor equipment do you suffer from the
4: debilitating condition peripheral neuropathy are you dependent on drugs such as lyrica gabapentin or cymbalta are you experiencing continual pain numbness and tingling and have you waited so long that it's affecting your balance if so you need to stop what you're doing and listen dr andrew roy dc at advanced wellness and rehab in wichita can help One issue that has long infuriated Dr. Roy is that many neuropathy sufferers are unaware of the potential side effects of the prescribed drugs. His gift is teaching patients how to reverse their neuropathy and live without the fear of the inevitable downward spiral created by the disease itself and by the typical drug cocktail approach. If you're tired of being victimized, taking endless drugs with serious side effects, please call 316-217-9223. We're hosting a free neuropathy seminar for you. Please call 316-217-9223. That's 217-9223. Call now to reserve your space. Patrick here from McDonald's Sewing and Vacuum, starting the new year with our annual red tag sale, with savings on new Singer, Husbarna Viking, Foff, and others. Huge discounts on overstock and display models, including sewing machines, quilting machines, and embroidery machines. Don't forget to ask about our special financing. Now is the time to get the sewing, quilting, or embroidery machine you really want. Come see us at either McDonald's Sewing and Vacuum location, downtown in
2: Arkansas City, or
4: at Central and West in Wichita. Your
2: phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330
3: KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Of course, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. With us still is the uh, House Majority Leader, Dan Hawkins. Uh, the legislative session begins, what is it, The by statute, it's the second Monday of the years, so you guys. I mean, it's literally a, basically week, a week
6: from now, a week from tomorrow. Absolutely, two uh, two p.m. Uh, on the second Monday of January of every year. Well, it'll be. I mean, it should be fun. I the, yeah. You know,
3: I I don't I don't know. Man, back back going back up to the Ramada and staying in the uh, cinder block <laughs> rooms at the at the uh, at the Ramada may not be. I don't. That's the one part I guess I don't miss that
6: much. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's it's the same. You you know what you got.
3: Hey, John, uh, yes. I know we're taking
6: calls. Yeah. Right now? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes.
3: We have a call. Oh, we do? Okay. Yeah. Well, I saw the light. Yeah, um, that, that would be me. That would be, oh, okay. Dave, you're on the <laughs> John. <laughs> I saw Thank the you light. Thank you very much. Longtime listener, first time caller, guys. <laughs> Love this show. Keep up the great work. <laughs> uh, okay. No, so I, I saw you posting on social media about uh, a trip to Vegas oh, that you had recently. Dan and I, like, yes, back in November. And, you and Dan both went, and uh, I believe you're on Pawn Stars. Uh, Is that right? <laughs> well, it's not related to the legislature. Yeah. Uh, so Dan and I uh, had the opportunity. You know, uh, my wife and I own eDrop. Right. And the folks at Pawn Stars had seen a couple of items that we had listed for sale on one of the sites that oh. we sell. You know what we do? We take items from folks and we sell them online. Right. And so we were asked if we would want to try and sell a couple of these items. On the show, I'm trying to remember because we nice. both have signed non non-disclosure, non-disclosure oh, agreements. Okay. So there's certain things we can say and can't say. Yeah, we so, just
6: can't tell them what we sold, right? Or, or if, if it we, sold, or if it sold, right?
3: Okay. So I had an item, and Dan had an item. Oh, so, you both and had that one. So, we, so we, that's how we decided. Because, well, Dan's a huge fan of the show. Okay. And he has a truck, most importantly. <laughs> and so I, I called him and I said, Dan, I got this opportunity to go on Pawn Stars and try and sell. Would you be interested? I need a driver. Would you? Because I don't want to fly out there and try and ship these things out there. Would yeah. you be willing to drive me out to Vegas? And he loved the idea. So, we took a, a road trip to Vegas.
6: Yeah, I'm actually surprised you didn't bring along some type of equipment so you could record uh, several sessions <laughs> while we were driving out to Vegas. Because that's an 18 and a half hour drive, by the way, both ways. Yeah, each yeah. each way. Yeah, 36 right. hours in a car
3: with Dan wow. was was very um, enlightening. I learned a lot uh, about Dan. You know, we
6: talked hours. a lot. You know, from we left uh, left Wichita about eight o'clock in the morning, and and by the time we hit Tucumcari, New Mexico, yeah. There wasn't a lot left to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. After that point, we were
3: we were done talking politics. So we started talking everything else <laughs> yeah. at that point. Well, are you guys allowed to talk about the uh, the process? Sure. What was like? Yeah. I mean, Dan, tell them about yeah. your you know what you because we we had different sessions. So yeah, they're all day. You did so. okay.
6: Yeah, so uh, we got there about eight thirty that morning. And uh, we actually were put in this room, and we sat there for, geez, it seemed like an hour and a half or so. It's the boardroom, that you've okay. seen it on the show. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and during that time, what they're doing is, is they're, they're, they're studying. Uh, they're, they're preparing for the show. Okay. Because uh, at that point, they, they know what they're going to get at that point. Right. They, they've seen it. But, um, you know, so we're, we're letting them do their thing. Finally, they call us in. Um and and I had I had Rick and I had uh, Chumley. Okay. And I, and I have to tell you between the two yeah. I would far prefer Chumley. Is that uh, right? Chumley is a chatty guy. He really loves to talk. Uh-huh. He's a fun-loving guy. What I really came to find out and I think I think uh, John will agree with me. He makes the show. Huh. Um Rick is kind of dry. Um, not not all that really personable okay and and it's like chumley's there to poke him he's there to uh say things that makes rick react gotcha um and, okay. and and so chumley really does make that show i think i i didn't know that cuz i've i've uh, watched that show for ever since it's been on yeah but i didn't realize what his role was until you're actually there and, and seeing it happen. Uh-huh. Um, so he is, uh, he's literally uh, saying things just to make Rick react. Um, the, the, the negotiations actually the fun part, um, you know, you're at that point, either they will either they're really interested or or they're not. And uh, of course, John can tell you a little bit about that, but it, with Chumley, but with Rick, with Rick, it, it went, it went fairly quick. Okay. Um, He's so all was, business, huh? He, he is. He's yeah. just not. And and afterwards, I tried to you know talk to him, and he really didn't want to talk. He's just oh, he wow. moved on. Yeah. So. John, what
3: about your segments? And I had just Chumley, oh, and, and okay. I had the same experience with him. He was. Now we we got to meet them both, right? But I dealt with Chumley exclusively on my potential sale, and he very friendly, very cordial. We were cracking up jokes and laughing, yeah. and uh, just he was very chatty. And even in the segment, um, there were, we joked a lot, but there were there were just elements that I could tell that you know he he was prepared he knew his stuff you know the, the producers mm-hmm. prompt him a little bit right but you know the filming process is also because you know you have to you, you do the pre filming where they tell you okay we want you to t- tell us what you're here to sell okay. tell us how much you want tell us how much you're hoping to get tell us about the items. And then you film the segment where you talk and then they bring in the expert and then they but the, the negotiating itself is live. Oh, so well, it's not live. It's recorded, obviously, but that's real. They don't you, know, you don't know what you're going to do, whether or not you're going to get a sale. And, and it's, it's all real. If, if I can't tell you if we had success. Oh, come on. Yeah, I can't. We're not allowed to tell all you right. what I can tell you. The episodes are in next season, which is the twentieth okay. season, and it should air at some point in May, March, April, May, something like that. And I'm sure I'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah, so definitely. It's, it's it's eDrop, Wichita. Um, but we'll and I'll share it on my personal page. But Even, it sounds like a fun experience. You it know, it was
6: really a kind of once in a lifetime thing. It yeah, really right. it truly really was kind of a bucket list for me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> sounds great. Well, uh, Dan, I appreciate you coming in. Good luck with the session. Have a good session. Uh, And I'm sure we'll have you on again during session to kind of keep us updated on the things that are going on. We're going to take a quick break. After the top of the hour break, we're going to talk with Dave Traubert about why Governor Kelly thinks uh, parents don't have a right to a say in their children's curriculum. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. We'll be back right after this.